Uh, it's been a really, really long few days. Number two left us. NBA Summer League is here. The Raptor Championship season is done. But we're back. Brand new episode of the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. My name is Rich. As always, joined by John. John is here. What's what's happening, John? Let's talk a little bit. Oh, boy. We were on a suicide watch until Kawhi made his decision, to be honest. But it makes it a lot easier now that he's gone and we can move on with our lives. Dude, honestly, just every single day, just waiting for him to come to a decision, just kind of killed me like a part of my soul was dude a part of my soul was just slowly dying every single time and um our our podcast producer he's a laker fan so we're obliged to say that the clippers suck yep um oh do you hear that laugh um we have a guy here who is back all the way from india um kevin how's it going dude it's been a while Dude, dude, living my best life. Escaped the jungle. Now I'm back in my motherland. Not my motherland. It's my home. My motherland is India, but this is my home, Canada, baby. Uh-huh. But how, how long have you been gone for? I don't know, man. Like three weeks or something. Time was just going Jeez, by, man. dude. Yeah, it was. I nuts. barely noticed you were gone, man. Like, yeah, gone? I have, I have a tan. I have a tan now. I have a tan. How does that, how does that work? I, I, for the audience that don't know what I look like, I'm brown. So uh-huh. <laughs> I have a tan, so that, that, that that's why Rich is I mean, uh, kind of shell shocked right now. But there we go. I, I have like a clear cutoff where my sleeves end. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. I look like okay. yeah. How was it, dude? It was cool. I, I'll tell you a story. So I was coming back to my grandparents' house right uh, one day after a few excursions, and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling fat today, so I need to hit the gym. So I asked my uh, family to drop me off at a bakery. So I can change because they have a washroom at the bakery. The gym don't. It's a, okay, I'll tell you more about that after. So I get into the bakery. I'm like, yo, you got a washroom? He's like, yeah, we don't have a washroom, but you can go back and change in the kitchen. So I go back. I'm like getting changed in the kitchen and I hear this noise. It's quiet at first and it slowly starts getting louder little by little. And I can see something moving on top of me. And there's this glass roof and I see this big snake just going across. So I run run out the bakery in my boxes because I'm terrified of snakes. But other than that, the trip was lit. You know, I'm alive. So that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Saw some monkeys. What, what what was Kevin Durant doing in India? Oh man. He oh, was he, he was in India. Oh, oh that's cool. That's sure cool, that man. wasn't Kawhi. Oh, I'm, that just, man, I'm just joking. Oh, man. I'm just joking. I got nothing to say. These are just men that are trying to chase their dreams. Uh let them do what they want. Facts. That, that's. I guess that's fair. But anyways, let's get back on track. Kawhi left us, so that's the end of this podcast. Um, but anyways, Kawhi Leonard, he's with the Clippers right now. Yes, let's just sorry. get some general thoughts. John, you're a Raptor fan. What were you thinking when it happened? Like, were you shocked? Were you surprised? Were you upset? Were you crying? Did he need someone's hand to hold? Actually, when I first got the news, I just woke up. Like, my dad went into my room, and he's like, hey, Kawhi signed with the Clippers, and Paul George is there. I'm just like, yeah, right. So I just, like, went back to sleep, right? And then I'm just thinking, there's no way. Not now, Dad. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. I just, like, I didn't even, like, wake up properly. Like, he just, like, Mm -hmm. went into my room. He's like, Kawhi signed. And I'm just like, fuck, no way. So I look on my phone. I just see all the tweets from Woj at, like, 2 a.m. I'm like, oh, God, no way. And then – Let's just say I, I played a certain Drake song that's very infamous for um sadness, and I went back to sleep. Jeez. Yeah, just go back yeah. to sleep and pretend it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I, I actually was up when it happened, so I'm, I'm watching. It's like 3 in the morning, and I'm watching Family Guy. I've been binge-watching Family Guy for some reason. I'm not really sure why, but it's great. And I, my buddy randomly texts me out of nowhere, and this and my buddy, he's just like, the past week before the signing, he's been telling me that he's going to the Lakers. He's going to the Lakers. Just just kind of trying to fuck with me. And then it's 3 in the morning, and I get a text. Kawhi's going to the Clippers from him. And I'm like, oh, God, is he messing with me right now? Check Twitter. I see Woj. Kawhi to, Kawhi to the Clippers. I see Shams. Kawhi to the Clippers. I even see Chris Haynes. And I'm like, oh, God, this must be a dream. Like, I, I literally slapped myself in bed. I'm like, wait, is this actually happening? Like, Kawhi's gone? <laughs> I don't know if it, like, surprised me. I, I don't feel like I was shocked because we always knew that Kawhi did have the Clippers as an option. But I think what shocked me the most 
was the Paul George news. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know if I was like I, I know a lot of people were really, really upset by this. I don't know if I was super upset per se, because like I get it and we won. And I saw Vladdy who's hitting yeah. dingers at the home run derby. But like, dude, that Paul George thing just shocked me. Like at three in the morning, I'm just trying to watch Family Guy and now like I can't even finish my episode. Yo, Kevin, what what were you doing in India when this happened? I was asleep because it was nighttime there. But woke up to it. It was great news. I was happy for him. He was going back home. Just because I also heard uh, interview a talk between Nick Nurse and Kawhi. Nick Nurse said Kawhi approached him and said he just wants to go home. That's it. Uh-huh. You got to feel for the guy, man. That We talked about this all last year. Is Kawhi Singh? Is Kawhi Singh? Kawhi Singh. He got mm-hmm. you a ring. That's fantastic. He didn't yeah. even have to play this year. He mm-hmm. played as hard as he can, got you a ring, and then afterwards yeah. he wants to go home, uh, do something for his own city. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And Paul George, too. He just wants to go home. Nothing wrong with that. He's not going to do get anything with Westbrook. Everyone's been saying that to him for quite some time right now. And I'm finally glad he realized that. And yeah. I didn't even expect Kawhi to be that social type. Kawhi's been recruiting, apparently. He's been talking mm-hmm. to Paul George for quite some time. Apparently, he's also been talking to Kyrie Irving, trying to get him uh, to come to L.A. with him. Mm-hmm. Why was it? And Kevin yeah. Durant, like that—that's huge. I did not expect Kawhi to be the social dude, butterfly, yeah. networking, dude, trying to get players. Dude, he's hoeing. Like I was hearing all he these news, hoeing. and I'm like, dude, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just, like I'm not even checking Twitter anymore. I'm like, sp- I'm like refreshing LinkedIn, waiting for Kawhi to update his job, <laughs> job title. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm not really surprised either. Like the, the Paul George thing was the was the main thing, dude. The yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder just raided. The Los Angeles Clippers in that trade, like, oh yeah, record number of first round draft picks, yeah. two pick swaps. Danilo Gallinari, who's um, when he's better healthy, version of, he's the better wor- version of Andrea Bargnani. Oh, Please. oh my God, are you crazy, Richard? I would not have put both of them in the same sentence. <laughs> Andrea Bargnani is a bust. Danilo Gallinari is actually oh, a decent yeah. player. Well, look, I wouldn't call Andrea Bargnani a bust because he did average double-figure points multiple years. But Danilo but Gallinari, for being a primo pasta, that's it. I mean, look, when I think of Italian basketball players, and let's say I'm not from Toronto, I would think Danilo Gallinari. Are you crazy? Because I guess Marco Bellinelli. I don't know. Is there anyone else that I'm missing? Yes, the GOAT. The GOAT of Italian basketball. I don't know who you're talking about right now. Oh man, never mind. He played in Italian league for a while, but he's actually from Georgia. Zaza Pachulia. Bro, bro, bro. No, he played in the Italian like... league. He's basically Italian. Jesus, you're having me like question my. I like, know. Everything <laughs> right now, like, sh- like Jesus, should I be doing a basketball Wait, pod right Tom now? I don't even. Where's Pergioni from? Uh, he's from Argentina, dude. Ah, shucks. I don't I'm even to find know. Better Italian players. Dude, get on Google right now, and John and I will just stall for a little bit. Um, but anyways, um, it seems like, and you mentioned Russell Westbrook, and it seems like Russell Westbrook is that final domino that still needs to drop. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Russell, a very, very massive contract. He's super, super athletic, but he's 30. His athleticism hasn't seemed to waver off as of yet. Maybe it'll waver off, but he still has four years, $170 million left to cash in. So, John, starting off with you, like we've heard all the rumors and we've heard that Russell Westbrook's accept, accepting a potential trade. But do you think this happens this summer or is it just a bunch of eyewash? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because uh, the Thunder are clear that they want to rebuild now that they've got all these assets from the Clippers. And the thing with Westbrook for like another perspective team, it's not just that he has a big contract, but he's also had a pretty um pretty long injury history with his knees. So that's a little bit of a risk taking on a player that's like gonna be on the wrong side of thirty on a high contract with an injury history. And he's also been labeled by some people as like a, a problem with team chemistry just because he's gotten that stigma of like chasing the stats instead of um making like winning plays which I don't know if that's true because the only people that can really speak on that are the people that play basketball in the NBA because those are the most qualified people to evaluate Russell's game. But mm. I think that if the Thunder get a good enough offer, like 
I don't know what would be a good offer for them, but if they see a good enough offer for Westbrook, I think they pull the trigger, whether right. it's this summer or before the trade deadline, because he's still yeah. on a decent, decently uh, long contract. So mm-hmm. I could see a team like people are saying maybe Miami to pair him up with Jimmy Butler or a team that's looking for like another star to kind of put them over the top. I could see it happening. Yeah, and like in my mind, to me, I feel like Miami is the only team that really makes sense for a guy like Russell Westbrook. Like I know the Detroit Pistons are a team that's been rumored, but like, um, like Kevin knows this. I can't stand the Pistons. I have no idea what they're doing. Their roster is so weird. Like the Knicks have been rumored, but the Knicks at this point just need a star, just yeah. for the sake of having a star. But it's like Russell Westbrook won't really help them, right? Like. Right now, they should be focusing on developing guys like RJ and Kevin Knox. Like, why would you want to bring in a guy, a guy like Russell Westbrook right now? Like, what are you like? Are you really going to sacrifice your entire farm for a guy like Russell Westbrook? That's why. That's why Miami really is the only place that makes sense because they have a guy like Jimmy Butler there. Like, I mean, but that being said, was Miami going to give up? Like, apparently, Bam Adebayo is not available in trade for Russell Westbrook. Tyler Hero is not available in trade for Westbrook, and just this whole stigma around a guy like Russ is that he does he kind of plays a lot of me ball as opposed to team ball. But my my big concern with a guy like him is one, um, he's thirty years old. He still has four years left and a lot of money. He's a guy that's really motored by his athleticism because the shot's not there. He's just not even a streaky shooter. He's a below average shooter from three point range and from inside the field. Yeah, he does a lot of things that pop up on the stat sheet and he's explosive. But like, are you willing to give up a ton of shit for just explosiveness that you don't really know how long it's going to last at this point? Like the dude is 30 years old. So his realistically, his window to be really good might be the next two years. Because like our, we've never seen a guy like Russell Westbrook before maintain, sustain this sort of athleticism for so long. But Kevin, just to kind of get your opinion on this, mm-hmm. like I just to 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 sum this up, I I don't know if Russell is going to be traded. If he does, I feel like it's going to be similar like that Kyrie Irving trade last year that just draws out until like the very end of the summer. But I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder got to really wait and just make sure they know what they're getting because they still have four years with them there there's no urgency to trade them but they have to figure out what they want to do and is it just to completely start over and get rid of that salary because if the goal is to start over completely and get rid of salary you might get less or are you trying to quickly just retool and compete again so what are your thoughts i Dude, he's getting way too much money at this point. I, I get why they offered that much money to him. He's a superstar. He he sells a lot of tickets, sells jerseys. He's exciting to watch. Going back on what you were saying, at this point, what it looks like is they're trying to clear everything. Restart. Hit that restart button. They they had Kevin Durant. They had James Harden. They had Serge Ibaka. And they worked with Westbrook. And they had Paul George. Nothing happened with all those guys. You know, it was sporadically over time. James Harden, you know, he developed in a different way when he got traded. Uh, people might have not seen that happening, but it happened. Um, a lot of things ha- uh, occurred up to this point, and not nothing beneficial for Oklahoma City Thunder other than being mediocre or subpar most of the times. So at this point, getting rid of Paul George, following that would be getting rid of Westbrook, getting rid of that contract for, you know, possibly some draft picks. Just clear up some space, hit that reset button, and uh, develop the young players. Also, I don't. I mean, Miami. I can see being a, a good candidate for them, but I don't. I don't think they want to give up, as you said, all the key pieces in order to acquire him. But New York Knicks, on the other hand, as much as they should develop their young guys, they are under a lot of pressure right now. Coming into off season, they want. They 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 were talking about they were going to get KD, they were going to get Kyrie, they were going to get Zion, they were going to get everything. Meanwhile, midway through uh, uh, free agency, they're in talks with Julius Randle. That was the biggest thing. They ended up mm-hmm. signing three power forwards for over a hundred million dollars, which yeah. was which was whack. So I think they're under a lot of pressure to bring over a superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could really see New York Knicks being a landing spot for them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like just now thinking about it, like. You, you just seeing how the New York Knicks have been striking out on free agency and how all the big names don't want to go there. Maybe yeah. the only way they get a big name like a Russell Westbrook is through trade, right? Yeah. And obviously, a guy like RJ Barrett wouldn't be involved in a trade 
for mm-hmm. a Russell Westbrook, but there's draft picks. There's, Kevin Knox. There's realistically, it's going to have to be one of those two guys, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm guessing they're going to move Kevin Knox over RJ Barrett. Uh, maybe a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. is going to have to be moved as well. So, yeah. like, it kind of makes it kind of makes sense, but like, it's it's a really tough market for a guy like RJ Barrett, uh, for a guy like Russell Westbrook, because like you see guys like Mike mm-hmm. Conley and um, uh, Anthony Davis getting moved, and even like Paul George got moved, but Paul George was a top three. MVP guy this season and he does it on both ends of the court and he's like he's genuinely a type of dude that could be the best player on a championship winning team I don't know if Russell Westbrook's that guy and like I said with guys like Anthony Davis and Mike Conley they're easy to move because they their contract is running out Russell Westbrook you're you're taking on one of the worst contracts in basketball oh, with this so that, that's 40 million a year yeah that's that's Stupid. big that's yeah. a lot yeah. and but I mean, so John, you said you kind you you could see him being traded. So, like, let's get a prediction. Who do you think he goes to? Is it Miami? Is it the Knicks? Or is it someone else? You know, listening back to the Knicks scenario, I can see why um, the Thunder hop on that deal because I think personally the Thunder probably want to move Russ as quick as they can because I don't think Mm -hmm. they want to like take any chances with him getting like a major injury Mm -hmm. with like. You know, if he gets like ACL or something or something even more serious, that could be like one to two years out. So mm-hmm. that's just like dead salary that they can't do anything about. So I mm-hmm. think they'd probably want to transform it into some form of assets. And mm-hmm. because the Miami Heat aren't willing to like trade guys like Adebayo or Tyler Hero, they'd probably maybe look to somewhere like the Knicks where the Knicks are more desperate to get a star. They're desperate to sell some tickets now that the Nets have Kyrie and Durant and mm-hmm. I think that would also make it a nice like not as good as a rivalry as in LA but you know you got KD on Brooklyn and then on the other side of the bridge you've got Westbrook in New York mm-hmm. so that would make sense for the Knicks I think and mm-hmm. James Dolan just seems like the type of guy that would do that <laughs> honestly let's be honest yeah. like yeah we, we shout on the Knicks a little bit in the last one but yeah really, the like, Knicks seem like the type of like the type of uh, franchise that would just take a flyer on this guy with a terrible contract. Oh yeah. Like if there's something that's dumb, the Knicks will look into it. <laughs> yes, for sure. And, so, and the, uh, one more thing though, that's interesting because you mentioned injury, like John Wall currently has the worst contract in basketball. And mm-hmm. a big reason for that is that he tore his ACL, I believe. And then yeah. walking around in the house, he fell and blew <laughs> his hip out like some grandpa. So, yeah. like, if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder and I'm like, oh, geez, I'm trying to rebuild right now. And I'm looking at Washington and this just happened to John Wall. Like, Jesus, what if it happens to us right now? So, but that being said, they did get a ton from from the Clippers. Like, they literally took all their picks for the next half decade. Like, the yeah. Clippers have traded a kid who's currently in grade six. Yeah. So... They I got mean, Shy Gilgis Alexander too. Don't forget about him. Which yeah, is very huge. Yeah, that's a legit kid. and he's yeah. a point guard too. So a like long that, point guard. Yeah, a very yeah, very long point guard. But let's not talk too much about Russell Westbrook. Let's shift mm-hmm. our focus back to the Toronto Raptors. Number two has left us. So what kind of happens now, guys? Kevin, what what's what's happening to my Raptors? I mean, dude, you have Pascal Siakam and Rich, I know you're Love towards oh, I love this him guy so much. Exactly. I have a love affair with this dude, and I'm so happy you guys held a strong ground uh, in not trading him and a few other pieces for Westbrook and Paul George. I think that would have been absolutely stupid. You guys made the right decision on keeping him. I don't know, man. At this point, you have a whole bunch of young guys. Develop them. Chris Boucher seems uh, pretty legit. Uh, Siakam, we know is legit, and you guys said you guys are um, committed to. Today there was a report that came out. You're committed to your vets, your older guys. So it doesn't look like you're trading for any other pieces towards the future. Reset is not something that looks like it's going to happen towards the future. But what I'm saying, if one of these guys don't develop into a superstar within the next one or two years, reset is the only option remaining on the table. Yeah, and I I think in terms of the Raptors, just having a guy like Pascal Siakam already there, the Mm -hmm. Raptors don't really have to look at like a complete reset because here's the thing. I'm pretty confident that Pascal Siakam could take the next step and become an all-star because there simply isn't 
too many guys around that are like 6'9", 6'10", long, athletic as shit who can play on both ends of the court, have the same order that a guy like he has, have his natural instincts. And, like, you see him in the post. Like, he got moves down there, too. He can shoot a little bit. He's come a long way with a shot. And, like, he's a pretty good passer for a guy his size. So, like, you see that entire package, and you're like, like, you you just got to become a star as you Mm -hmm. can do within the year and so i don't think the raptors will need to reset at any point because they have pascal siakam who's due for an extension sometime this summer um og ananobi is going to be the big question mark heading into next season guys like og had had a pretty rough season with injuries with poor poor play like they need something out of him because i think he's a really talented dude he has size he can shoot he can he's a really good defender already Mm -hmm. so I think he needs to take that big step. But in terms of what that report was, and before I throw it over to John for his opinion, the Raptors have these three guys in Gasol, Ibaka, and Lowry, and they have big contracts for this coming year, but they're expiring contracts. Mm -hmm. You can't really trade them right now because simply no team has the cap space for that. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're not going to be moved in the summer. Yeah, yeah. In this, but so I think, the, and that's that's actually a pretty cool thing because the Raptors can just see what they have in, in these guys and like, hey, maybe the off the the ball is popping. There's they still have a legitimately really good defensive team. Everybody on that team can defend, and I mean, OG takes the next step. See, Akam takes the next step. Maybe they can do something in the East. And but if they don't, trade deadline comes. Kyle Lowry is a like he's very, very valuable. Like I can see a team like the Lakers benefiting greatly with a guy like Kyle Lowry. I can see a team like the Clippers benefiting benefiting greatly with a guy like Marcus Sauer or Serge Ibaka. Like these guys are gonna be movable, and because they're still legitimately good pieces and can legitimately help help move a push a team over the top, the Raptors can get legitimate pieces for these guys. So I don't think the Raptors should be in any rush. They can try to see what they have. But then come trade deadline, they have the luxury of taking calls, right? Yeah. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I'd say two words first. Patrick McCaw, the biggest okay. signing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the lucky He's a three-time champ. He's never lost in the finals before. <laughs> People are calling for the four-peat. That's all I'm saying. But are you calling for the four Peter? Are you one of those people? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he's undefeated right now, so you can't really say anything else until it happens, right? Uh-huh. So like I what mean, if the so what if the king the real king in the north this entire time was Patrick McCaw? Hey, take it in. We never won a championship till McCaw came to the team. That's facts. Like that's that, facts. Yeah. That's that is very true. Honestly, like even like mid-season, like I'm looking at the Raptors play and Kawhi Leonard's there. I'm like, okay, there's things here that are like not that good. And then people talk about how Marcus Saul came in and we became like the best three-point shooting team in the league. But like Patrick McCaw came too. Yeah. And maybe that was the reason. So you never really know. But like, like what, ta- what? Yeah, go ahead. Take into the Raptors were 17 and 5 in the regular season, I believe, without Kawhi. So, I mean, that doesn't translate to postseason success, but yeah. that still says that we can be a decent team in the East. I mean, yeah. I think at least we're a four seed with this roster. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I think right now, looking at the East, it's just the Bucks, the Sixers, and then like everybody else. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to buy into the Celtics or Kemba. I'm not ready to buy in the Nets yet because obviously Kemba Durant won't be there. Um, so that that's really my opinion there. But Kevin, in terms of the Raptors, like, let's say they keep everybody. Like, okay. what are your realistic expectations? Like, with Ka- the talent isn't going to be there like it was with Kawhi there. Like, they're not going to have that one talented ball dominant guy who when you need baskets he gets it for you but there's going to be much more ball movement there's going to be there's going to be way way more action more offensive fluidity and they're still going to be able to defend so like what do you see from this raptor team in 2020 2020 i see you guys ranking somewhere in the middle of pack uh at least over the playoff run you guys might rank anywhere from the fourth to the fifth or so that's where i'm guessing you won't be the elite team but you won't be the worst team east is still very mediocre. There has been some tight shifts with some superstars moving, but it's going to be top heavy. And Raptors, you guys are going to rank somewhere in the middle. You still have a lot of veterans who have been there, know what to do uh, in order to get those wins, and a bunch of young guys who can be led by these guys. And you still have an amazing coaching coach, Nick Nurse. Uh, 
so I, I think you guys will do well this year. Uh, based on that, I actually wanted to ask you a question as well. What do you sure. think their record will be this year? Uh, I don't know if they're going to win 50, but like, I think they're going to be close to it. I think they, they could honestly, like, I think they can get like 48, 49 wins because I yeah. don't think a guy like Kawhi Leonard is worth like 10 wins. I, I mean, really don't. Realistically, he is. No, I, I don't, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I think, I think he's important. But I don't think he's the difference between 10, 10, 20 wins, you know? Like, I think this team is legitimately still very good. And I think the East is still legitimately very bad that you're going to be able to just beat a lot of really bad teams, you know? Like, you're going you're gonna to be in tough with teams like the Bucks, the Sixers, the Celtics. But then you're going to play teams like the Knicks, who, like, dude, the Raptors G League team beat the 2019-2020 Knicks yesterday by, like, 15, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. What about you, John? What do you think? I think the Raptors probably going to finish around four or five, maybe around 48 to 51 like, wins. Okay. Like, I think um, that's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable with their roster. Like you guys were saying, there's we have vets that have been there before. We've got young guys. I really think it's just depending on the development of some of the young guys like Boucher and OG. If they're able to consistently contribute to the team and, like, you know, be able to make the shots when they're open. I still think the Raptors, they can do pretty decently, although they will miss also Danny Green. Don't forget, Danny also went to L.A., and yeah. he was a very big contributor in the regular season and in the playoffs, but his shooting was so big. Part, it was like a really big part of a regular season. Like He was just lights out in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So missing, we're going to miss him in the two-guard spot, but we just need other guys to fill in. It's like a next man up type of scenario for these young guys so they're just gonna have to show it out on the court mm-hmm. no that, that, that's fair man but um no uh the question like the way i'm looking at east right now bucks they're gonna obviously rank number one philly or boston they're gonna be number two rich i don't know what you're saying regarding kemba kemba i think will strive with the celtics especially well, well, in brad, brad stevens system and then I, following them i think pacers are gonna step up mm. That addition yeah. of Malcolm Brogdon was huge. Mm-hmm. So I, they already have a very good team. Oladipo is going to come back healthy. Yeah. And I think they're going to have an ama- amazing year, which leaves Toronto following that. But what do you guys think um, would be like one of the uh, worst teams this year? Oh, uh, Charlotte, yes. I think Charlotte will legitimately be horrible. I think they're going to be the worst team, and it might not even be close, but like the Phoenix Suns, we know them. They're going to try so hard to to top the Charlotte Hornets. But (laughs) they're going to try with everything they got. But the thing with the Boston Celtics is I think Kemba Walker is going to strive with the Celtics because he's really good. Mm -hmm. But I think losing Al Horford is going to really Ooh, suck for them. Yeah. I think absolutely. I think that's the like I think that's the big thing that we're missing. Like Al Horford doesn't put up the best numbers, but then you see him going up again like the reason that the Celtics keep beating the Sixers is because Al Horford shuts down Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. right? Like Al Horford did an insane job against Giannis and then the Milwaukee Bucks adjusted in the playoffs in game 2 and then they blew and they blew the Celtics out. But I think that's going to be a big loss for the Celtics. I think the Philadelphia Sixers are very interesting because they have Embiid, they have Al Horford. I think losing Jimmy Butler might actually be a blessing in disguise for the Sixers because now it just gives Ben Simmons a role. Before, no, like Kev, I know you love Jimmy, but here's Jimmy, the thing. Buckets, baby, that's I know, I, here's the thing. I think Jimmy Butler is really, really good. But when Jimmy Butler was there and he was ball dominant, Ben Simmons is just playing off the ball and like yep. he's not doing anything. He can't shoot, right? So that that makes it easier, <laughs> dude. Like that makes it easier to defend. And at that point, yeah. you're also not using Ben Simmons's biggest strength, which is his passing ability. It's his ability to set up the offense. Like when he was coming out of LSU, people were lauding at the fact that he's like a Magic Johnson 2.0. And we see him in his rookie season. Like you watch his highlight mixtapes. Like this guy's a 
very, very good player. He does everything well on the court except for one thing, which is pretty important. But he does everything else really, <laughs> really well. But And now the Sixers are going to be able to utilize that. I think Tobias Harris is going to be a much better player now because mm-hmm. last year when, when Butler was there, he was kind of just relegated to spot-up shooting. And... Mm-hmm. And Tobias Harris is a much better player than that, right? So I think I think the Sixers are going to be a team to watch, but the Raptors. There meanwhile, is an issue though. What's that? Like with, with the Sixers, they lost JJ Redick. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's a big one because they yeah. need they need to put shooting around Simmons. I agree. Exactly. They did replace Redick with Josh Richardson, though. Don't forget about him. He's and really Kyle, good. Kyle Korver is still available too. That's the thing. Yeah. But like I'm pretty certain he goes to the Lakers because LeBron yeah. is his dad and they're gonna be together. Um, but in terms of the Raptors, like maybe next year's not gonna go as well as this past year did. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious we're just waiting for 2021, anyways, right, guys? Oh, like, oh my god, Kevin, not not now, oh Kevin. Oh my god, this is this god. is nuts. John, here you don't really understand how mine and Kevin's re- friendship works. He's a Bulls fan, which I mean. <laughs> my condolences to him, but he's also a Pats fan. So, like, he's not—he's never been in this situation when you win a championship, and like, oh, everyone's there. We're, let's repeat for like, we won a championship, and we're hungry for more. And that more is going to come when Giannis comes to the Raptors. So, Kevin, you got to give us our moment. We want to keep winning, uh, John. Why like, can't I why have... can't you just uh, make Siakam your uh, the next Giannis I, or better Giannis dude, dude, and go I, win I, with I, that? I, Dude, imagine how nasty a pairing of Giannis and Siakam is going to be. We're going to have two Giannis, bro. Dude, we're going to have useless. No, it, no, it won't. That'd That's be useless. Two lanky guys, but dominant. No, which no, but, one? Neither of them can shoot unless they're in the corner pocket. Dude, but keep in keep in mind, Giannis could literally dominate the ball and set up an entire offense. Okay. Pascal Siakam plays off the ball. He plays What's off he gonna do, dude? I think both of them kind of play. I get it. He plays off the ball, but when he gets the ball, he finishes the exact same way dude, Giannis does. Yeah, but that's that's totally fine, dude. With that length from two sides, like keep in mind, Pascal in that scenario, Pascal Siakam is gonna do the exact same thing he's been doing, like playing off of Kawhi Leonard. Oh, man. Okay. And, you know what? How about this? Twenty twenty one. Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah. I don't think Giannis is coming, my guy. But like, keep you, on dreaming. Here's the thing. I have this pipe dream, and like, um, when I was really, really sad about Vladdy Guerrero <laughs> the home run derby and whatever bullshit that was, I was I started to think about the future. Kevin, stop laughing. Give me my moment. So here's here's how it works. My yeah, here's my here's my plan, and I'm gonna ask John the first question after this because I'm sick of you. I want you back in India. Um, <laughs> so, so guys, check this out. I think. The Milwaukee Bucks losing Malcolm Brogdon is going to be really, really big come free, Giannis's free agency. Because what essentially happened with Malcolm Brogdon was the Milwaukee Bucks ownership just said, no, we're not willing to pay the luxury tax for Malcolm Brogdon, even though we just won 60 games. We were two games away from the finals. And realistically, if we bring him back, we probably would be in the finals coming this season, right? So if I'm Giannis, who's a superstar, what that tells me is that my o- my owner doesn't want to pay for us to win. He doesn't want to pay the luxury for us to win. The Raptors were ready to pay luxury to repeat. The Lakers are going to be paying luxury. The Clippers are going to be paying luxury, right? A-, a team that didn't pay luxury and it all crumbled down, that's the Oklahoma City Thunder when they moved to James Harden, right? So that's one. So if I'm Giannis... And I'm I'm playing out these next two seasons. And let's say he doesn't win. In two years, you have an old Brooke Lopez still making money. You have Chris Middleton who's still making a lot of money. And you're and he's getting older. And you're like, okay, do you want to stay in it with a team here that's it hasn't worked here? And my owner doesn't want to pay luxury for us to go get over the top so we can win a title. So maybe Milwaukee's not the place for a superstar like me. I don't want to be in this small market. I'm Giannis Adetokounmpo, right? So the Lakers, they're probably going to be strapped up with their stars. The Clippers are going to probably sign um, Kawhi Leonard to the Super Super Max because he just did the 2 plus 1. So that's going to take him to his 10 years. And maybe he's going to re-sign to that crazy contract. So hopefully that moves the Lakers and the Clippers out of it. Nobody wants to go to the Knicks, let's be honest. The Brooklyn Nets are going to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So they're they're going to be out of it. So here come the Raptors. 
Giannis is Nigerian born. Oh and somebody who helped him get here was Masai Ujiri. Masai yes. Ujiri knows his family well. There's a connection there. Mm-hmm. Next, the rap, the Toronto has one of the biggest Greek communities in North America. Oh my God, you're, hey, you God. are Here we go. you are Kevin. milking this, Richard. Kevin, you're sleeping on the Danforth. You are milking this, my guy. Dude, we have two years to okay, make. Okay, I'm gonna let you. You do you. you, you. I got to follow up after. Fine, fine, you can follow up, but we have a Greek community that's mm-hmm. massive in Toronto, and Giannis mm-hmm. can become their king when he gets okay. here. And then he, Giannis is African-born. We have another star who's African-born, and Pascal Siakam. And you can, and he's going to be, what, like 27 when Giannis is a free agent at 26? Mm-hmm. You could pair, you, we can pair that together, two guys in their prime still, mm-hmm. for like four or five years. In Toronto, an entire country that, that wants you. I mean, Kawhi Leonard went home to to LA. Giannis ain't going home to Greece. He isn't playing for Olympiacos <laughs> like like Nico, Nico uh, whatever Miritich is going to, right? Barcelona, so, Barcelona, whatever. He's not playing in Greece. Mm-hmm. Giannis, if you're listening to this, which I know you're not, because you're not my mom, <laughs> the only one to this podcast. Giannis, we you have a home here in Toronto. Kevin, what do you have to say to that? Okay, you you say you bring up a lot of good points. Some I would say are far fetched, but you know, to each their own. Which one's far fetched? All of them, especially the Greek community one. I don't think that matters. Wherever Giannis is, there is a great community. But the way Giannis looks at it, it is a team that took a gamble with a high first round pick, like a middle first round pick, and picked the guy and gave him a home. That community has been treating him properly. He is very um, kind of uh, integrated into that community events. The way uh, also, I'm not sure if you saw, Giannis Antetokounmpo just signed a two-year contract with the Bucks, his older brother. So it's a family affair right now. So that's the thing, man. Bucks are home for him. That, that's mm-hmm. where he's been through a lot. And I don't see him going to the Raptors. If he does, good for you guys. But the way I see it, I think he's going to be a Buck lifer as his mentor, Kobe, was a Laker lifer. I don't know about that, Kevin. I don't know. I mean, oh, God. he's a Raptor fan, too. Get him. That's the yeah, thing. Get him. Bias. It's a grain of okay. salt because there is a little bit of bias. But here's what I will say LeBron went to Cleveland. He was drafted by Cleveland straight out of high school. Ak- Akron, Ohio is his hometown, so it was really close mm-hmm. by. He mm-hmm. was really ingrained with the community. He stayed there for like. I don't know, like seven years or something like that from 2003 up until 2010. So that place is home for him too. He still left though. He couldn't get it done in Cleveland. Giannis isn't going to get it done with the Bucks because they're not willing to spend the money. They're a small market team. They will probably never be comfortable with the luxury tax, but yeah. the Raptors will be. The Raptors are willing to spend money to, to win a title because they know what will happen if we make it back to the finals again. It's going to be crazy. People are going to be buying merch. People are going to be like out in the streets partying, celebrating this great team. Yes. Crazy <laughs> parades. My so guy. Giannis is going to look at Toronto and he's going to be like, damn, yeah. I could come over there and I can do that and I can get it done. We can pair him with a pa- with prime Pascal Siakam, who undoubtedly will make a ton of improvements to his game once Giannis arrives. And you know what? I'm going to say this now. The next. Three champions, Clippers, Lakers, Nets. I don't know in what order, but that's enough for Giannis to be like, okay, I can't get it done in Milwaukee. And I don't know if the Bucks make it to the finals in those next three years, but those are the next three champions. Bucks aren't going to get it done. Raptors going to get Giannis in 2021. Wow. Okay, I would I would not bring up LeBron James leaving Cleveland just purely because his second best player at that point, in my personal view, is Adrianus Lugaskis, followed by maybe Eric Snow. What about I know Mo they Williams? Had, Mo I know I know they had Wally Serbiak, JJ Hickson, and stuff like that on that team. Oh, dude, but, dude's, dude's naming off the roster right now. Mo Keep going, homie. Yeah, no, but like dude, I don't do one Oh man, bro, say, say whatever, Lou Lou Lewis. I don't no, care what no. Lewis, but Zerjanis Lugaskis was the X factor of that team. That's why they never won anything. Dude, but Bobby Gibson, that, man, man, I know, I know, I know. Booby was something. Larry Hughes too. He was lit. Dude, Anyways. his dad, 
Wait, don't sleep on his dad. What? What's his name? Delonte West. Delonte West. Um, yeah. Don't bring about that. Austin, that yo, he, he ain't nasty looking though. Did you see he was in some like Seven uh, Eleven parking lot asking for oh, change a few Dude, years ago? Damn, Dude, <laughs> yo, don't ever get on LeBron's bad side. But there we go. I mean, okay, uh, I, I like your takes on um, the ch- NBA champions, but I don't see Nets ever winning it. That's purely because of Kyrie Irving. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't know, man. There's something about it, uh, about Giannis. He just screams loyalty. LeBron is another another type. He knows what he has to do to go get a ring. So he's going to move around accordingly. But Giannis, I feel like he's going to be a lifer. You know, that's what it might look like right now. But I'll tell you, once this, once he sees that he doesn't get it done with the Bucks, yeah. he's going to want to win. Because yeah. at the end of the day, as much as he values, like, you know, the community that took him in, and, you know, all the people that he's dealt with in Milwaukee and great people, nothing against people of Milwaukee, you know, all respect. But at the end of the day, he wants to win. He wants to be one of the greatest players of all time. He wants to have okay. a legacy. And the only way he can do that is if he wins a ring. He's never going to be considered a great unless he mm-hmm. gets that championship. Oh, I and hate that. I hate that argument so much. It's true, though. I, dude, I, I, the, I, I, I know, I know. I know, but like I hate that argument where people say that you need a ring to be one of the greatest. Yes, you do. <sighs> but like, do Le- you? Jordan? Yeah, we Le- should on Charles Barkley as one of the greatest big men. Uh, he is yeah, one but, of the greatest big men of all time. But, but that's we should on him right now because he don't got a ring. But that's the thing you you just say he's one of the greatest big men. Yes, but he's not so recognized because though. he doesn't have the ring. I guess. Who, who's talking about Carl Malone anymore? At a at a certain point, he was one of the most sought out. Big men in the league as well. I mean, thanks. Talk about about all the best players in the NBA and like in NBA history. All of them got rings. Yeah, the the names matter. Three every position, they have rings, except for like I don't know, like like yeah, like but like here's okay, that's a discussion for another day. But all I know (laughs) is that if Kevin Durant stayed with Oklahoma City and never won a ring with Russell Westbrook, to me, he's a top five player in the NBA because he has some of the most insane tools that's never been seen. Rich, Rich, see, the thing is that you say that now. That's what, you know, at at those times where those players existed, right? Charles Barkley, people were just willing to shit out money for this guy, right? That that was all going on at that certain time, talking about how he was just powering through the paint. Nobody could stop him. He could could get in a fight with Shaq and nothing would happen to him. He's that type of guy, right? Yeah. But, see, 10 years down the road, irrelevant. He still has to yeah. work for a TV a TV station to make some money. I sh- I'm sure he has money and all that, but he's still not considered one of the greatest. Like you, we're not talking yeah. about him the same way we're talking about Kobe, Shaq, mm-hmm. Michael, all those guys, even Dirk. That's yeah. the funny part. But like, like, like we got we gotta we gotta change subjects. But like for example, think about a guy like like mm-hmm. Jerry West. Jerry West, I believe he has one ring. You're, he's, even but like, he's got a ring. Still yeah, got one. I know, I know, but he's got, got a ring. No, but like, but like, here's the thing: he won that ring at the very end of his career. Yeah, but if he never won that ring, he would still be recognized as the great, one of the greatest shooting guards ever, and he's still going to be the logo. So, so I don't know if rings are the thing that really makes a guy. It's not everything. It's, it's not, not everything, but, but it's like, like one of but, the meaning. I, under, I understand, but I, I guess everything you're saying right now means that the Raptors are going to get it, which is really cool. But we're oh, going to move on. We're, not now, Kevin. I'm done, man. He go cut, watch it. 2021, he's going to come to Chicago Bulls, and you guys are going to cry. I will. Honestly, hot, the, the, hot take. Honestly, the thing is, if he, if he does go to the Chicago Bulls, that means I've been waiting for two years for nothing, and I, I will realistically cry. It's going to be a Kobe White and Giannis uh-huh. Antetokounmpo and Laurie Markkinen show. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Big three. Well, 2021, well, big three. There we go. Well, we have like five minutes left, and you brought up Kobe White, Kevin, which is a yes. great – Which that, that's a perfect segue. We're going to talk like some NBA so, – yeah, I know you do. We're going to talk some NBA Summer League. Yes. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have been watching NBA Summer League. I've watched a little bit. Um Let's just get let's just get some thoughts out of the way first. Like, what do you guys see about the Raptors? Like, what do you guys see about certain players that you like so far, Kevin? Let's start off with you. What have you been seeing so far? I got one guy, one guy only, Jackson Hayes. The second big name coming out of New Orleans Pelicans right now is that guy. And he's not a boy. He ain't no boy. He a man. I'm not Dude, sure if you saw the last game. Dude, Dude he, he took a body. That, that block, he took a body. Too. And that block. Yeah. 
That black Dude. was a man's block. He was just like, nah, kid, go sit in a stroller because you do not belong on this court right now. Jackson yeah. Hayes, he had 28 points that game too. Right now, I mean, he only played one game, but right now at this current oh. point, he leads as a rookie of all time um, per ga- a point per game in uh, Summer League, which is Wait, you know, one game. And within one game as a rookie, he's yeah. the top all-time point per game. And, what, uh, how many league. did he score? Wait, how many did he That's score? That's what I'm saying. He's only one game. 28 points. Yeah, tw- oh, jeez. I didn't know he scored 28 points. He's a points, big boy. He's dude, a dude, big boy. Dude, I love that pick for for uh, the Pelicans. Like, he oh, looks yeah. to me, he, he is literally like a carbon copy of Jared Allen. Like, the same size. I would say same, stronger. No, dude. Like, look at them. They're the same size. I do. They're, but Jared Allen's dude. way skinnier than... No, I no, dude, I actually dude, dude, I actually think if you look at their basketball reference page, they're both the exact same height, the exact same weight. Uh, Are they actually? That's I think nuts. so. Jared, they went to the exact same school. They played the exact <laughs> same, they they played the exact same game. The only difference is one has hair that's insane, and the other one doesn't really. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's the, that's the only difference that I see. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But yeah, Jackson <laughs> Hayes definitely really impressive game. Um. But let, let's talk a little bit about the Raptors because that's what we're paid to do. Um, well, I'm paid to do. Uh, John, <laughs> John uh, what what have you seen from the Raptors so far? Anything like we're we're one and two so far? Not too good, not too bad. What do you think? Honestly, I wasn't really expecting the Raptors to do too well in the summer league because a lot of our younger players that are already developing don't really need to go to the summer league. But I've been pretty impressed with Chris Boucher. He's been showing. Oh, yeah. He's been showing his skills out there. Um, I know you may not agree with this, and this could be because I've just seen highlights. Like I know I, I didn't watch this Raptors some of these games. Like what kind of fan am I? But your boy's got a couple like things in his life right now he's got to deal with. But honestly, I'm just gonna say Jordan Lloyd because I saw Jordan Lloyd um, at Square One Mall in Mississauga. I think um, <laughs> round two, Philadelphia game five. It was a home uh-huh. game. And I was like, oh, are you Jonathan Lloyd? And he just walked by oh, me no. and he's like, Jordan. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, no. John. No. John, so you can't like, do that. No, fam, you're John. He's not. I know. I, 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 my mind just blanked there. You would be better. It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, yeah. I saw him walking around. He's wearing his Raptors, like, gear. And yeah. he had, like, a sweater on. And he's a little tall. So I'm like, no, this guy's from the Raptors. But oh, I'm going to just shout him out because, you know, I, I just want to say sorry for getting your name wrong. And I saw some of your highlights, and you you look, you, you, you look pretty good, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, here's the thing with the Raptors, dude. Like, when you watch them play in Summer League, you can just tell that the talent isn't there. Like, it's Chris Boucher, and then there's everybody else. Like, Chris Boucher yep. is legit. Like, honestly, the ceiling for a guy like Chris Boucher is... Christoph Porzingis. They literally are the same. Only Christoph Porzingis does everything way better. So, but it's just like Chris, dude, Chris Boucher just, he's 26 now. Is he really going to bulk up a little bit more? I don't know. I think that's just his body type at this point. He's he's being sold as a tall guy who can shoot, but like figuratively speaking, he, I guess he's a shooter, but like he's not that good. So like there's so many tools there and you can see him bully guys in the G League and in Summer League, but like and you want it to happen for him because you can see that potential. But, like, dude, I really hope it happens for him in this season because, like, there's so much there to work with. Mm-hmm. He just has to put it all together. But other than Chris Boucher, it's honestly, like, it's a trash bit to watch. Like, Malcolm Miller, I was looking forward to seeing him play a little bit because I think he has everything he needs to be an average 3 and D guy in the league. But, like, like he played pretty well last, last night. But, like, first two games, horrible. Couldn't buy a three-point shot. And like continues to show that he just can't find the strength there consistently. Like Jordan Lloyd, I think he he can kind of create his own offense, which like it's the summer league and you've been there before. Like you should be able to do that by now, but like he can't really create anything for anyone else. And he's just a guy who won't get any floor time because he just can't do everything. Like he doesn't have that one strength that you can like put me in, right? And just yeah. Like I'm gonna do this. Like so, that's the thing with Jordan Lloyd. Um, a, a guy I found the one guy I found interesting, other than Chris Boucher, is their rookie, their 59th overall pick, Dewan Hernandez. Ooh. And I, the first two games, he was a little rough, and obviously because like he hasn't played for a year because of the NCAA sanctions. 
And he's still like, you watch him play, doesn't make the best decisions all the time. Sometimes he should probably kick the ball out when he's double teamed, but he doesn't. So he kind of loses the ball, sometimes takes ill-advised shots. But like you watch him play, man. And like he has a pretty nice touch around the basket and he has an NBA ready body and he's athletic and he can kind of play defense. And when you when that's a he's a 59th overall pick. Like that's pretty good at this point. He's going to spend a lot of time in the G League next year, but like there's tools there that you can build on, right? Kevin, like I I know I think you mentioned to me before we started recording that you really like Chris Boucher, right? Oh, so dude, like we we loved this guy since last year itself. Let, let's 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 end this up with a trip a little tribute to Chris Boucher. Tell me give me your thoughts on the only Raptor summer league player who's worth watching. I mean, you got to love a guy with a frame like that. That's the biggest thing. And he's quick on his feet. Uh, He seems like he's got a pretty good idea of uh, how to play the game itself. And he's developing under a good system, which has a history of developing uh, lanky guys. So I don't know. I love love the guy. I I hope he develops into a a solid big man. Uh, But I don't see a a really high ceiling for him, though. To be honest, I could see him being a very... Mediocre big man in the league, though. Yeah, that went. I know that I took a, a sideway, but uh, that, that's my honest yeah. uh, opinion. Like, like, I, like, I think he has a high ceiling. I just don't think he's gonna get there, and I think that's the point you're trying to make. No, but like, right? what, what do you think a ceiling is? Well, like, like, well, like, like his be- worst, his best, and his worst. Well, like, we gotta wrap this up in two minutes, but um, I think his best is Kristaps Porzingis because he literally has all the tools that. Kristaps has Kristaps is just and like the body type is the same and the way they run is the same like mm-hmm. it's just Kristaps Porzingis is everything Chris Boucher does just way better yeah and I guess I mean the the worst he is is he the worst is a tall guy who's athletic and he can run up and down the court and block shots which is what and that's essentially what he is right now okay. which in the league in this league it's not a bad thing but like he's not strong enough to take screens mm-hmm. he's He's not a good enough shooter to be a consistent threat outside. He takes ill advised shots. One thing I I kind of like to with what he was doing in summer league is that he kind of takes the ball and like pushes it a little bit. So he kind of looks at times like a Pascal Siakam, with, but like it's I don't know. He there's a lot of there's a lot of fine tuning that still needs to be done. And I like he's 26. I think at this point, like he's got to get it figured out in a couple of years or like, are you going to still take be the reason he's in the NBA and the reason he's still teams are still gambling on him is because the tools and the projections are there to just dream on. But like eventually he's going to have to put it all together. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. And I, I really hope he does because he's a Canadian boy. We want Canadians to succeed. And on that point, we're going to stop. This has been going on for too long. Hopefully the Raptors do something good next year. Hopefully the Clippers suck. Goodbye, number two. We have Vladdy Guerrero. Until next time, guys. This has been the Ball and Roll Pick and Pod. Remember, always stay stay with BallandRoll.com. Best basketball content on the web. Shop.BallandRoll.com. Best basketball merch on the web. We're out. We're out.